0: Welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast, where we give relationship advice from dating the marriage and everything else in between, and always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times.
1: So if you're looking for real life and honest information to help you navigate your relationships, we've got you covered.
0: All right, we got you covered. All right, guys. Hello. Hello. We got another episode today and Jamie looks stunning as usual, my dear.
1: God, I've
0: been telling everybody like just recently because we've been doing this so much like you're like my fucking twin man like like everything that you wear and we do it's this always on point together
1: you?
0: yeah but then coffee? the coffee thing this morning when you yeah. like did that heads up I was like oh my god you read my mind and you're golden girl love Aww, you for that. Thank
1: yeah. you. I like the orange.
0: Thank you very much.
1: 23 is my favorite number.
0: All right. I'll start wearing it more it's often. Lucky.
1: Lucky. So it's weird that you're wearing that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we have an amazing guest today. We're just going to jump right into it because he's short on time, but we're just happy to have him in today. So our guest today has pretty much seen and done just about everything that would make anyone's bucket list envious. He's a high stakes poker player, playboy and businessman, and pretty much has single handedly kept Instagram in existence with his massive social following. With the recent relief of his book called The Setup. It's a memoir of his fast-paced, try-to-keep-up-with-me lifestyle and no holds bar approach that makes this book definitely worth checking out. Please welcome Dan Bilzerian to the show. What's Ooh. up, brother? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I pretty, look at him. He's blushing over here, I think, a little bit. I like that. Thanks That's for what everyone the show.
1: says. You're so good at that.
0: I, I work hard. I feel One like thing, you do I, your homework. Thank you, and I do do my homework. I work I, hard with I my interests. and I want to make sure that everyone they get their due just because. I mean, first of all, we're just happy to have you here, man. Thank you so much. And I gotta say, before you ask this, I go: Has anyone ever told you that you're like an like an accelerated 2.0 of James Bond with your life? <laughs> has anyone ever told you this? Am I the first? Um. Yeah. yeah you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like if you really think about all that he's done in his life, he's like fucking James Bond.
1: I know. And I feel like so many people hate on you, which actually bothers me. And now I've like found myself like standing up for you.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I was guilty of it too. I mean, it's really easy to judge people by like what they, you know, put off on the internet. And then so many times I've met people that I thought looked really cool on the internet and then they weren't, or Mm. people that I thought I would hate and then I liked them. So. Yeah, I've learned that lesson myself. So it'd be kind of hypocritical to, like, judge people for not liking me when I've done the same thing,
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, so we were talking about – well, first of all, I just want to say you have amazing hair. Yeah, (laughs) Can we (laughs) check out his hair? Like, right when you walked in, I was like, ooh, can I touch it?
0: (laughs) You know, and I'm just – I mean, because I'm never going to get that hair again. So I'm just envious of the beard because Mm. my beard only grows, like, so much. I'm always envious of, like, the long beard. Yeah. I've always wanted one of those.
1: So, like – I, I have a tendency of this. I don't know if you've watched our show at all, but sometimes I'm like sidetrack and I squirrel. So really quick, do you have a hairstylist here? And do they come to your house?
2: Yes and yes. Okay. <laughs> he also doubles as my mushroom dealer.
0: <laughs> I love this guy. All right. Okay, well, aside from getting the haircut, I want the other part of that deal. So because I don't think I need more hair. And
1: haircuts. I've never done them, so. I really, why out. not? Um, I, I've never done a drug in my life. Like, kind of a weirdo. W-
2: like no prescribed drugs or just like no drugs, period?
1: Or I mean, no I had my daughter drugs. natural, like no drugs. Um, my dad's a total fucking hippie. Grew up super poor, so we couldn't afford like any type of antibiotics, anything like that. So, Which is why um, the natural
0: herbs should have been perfect for you. So yeah,
1: I've always done like natural herbs. Like if I had ear infection, cut an onion in half, the onion would be on my ear. I'd go to school. Kids would tease me and be like, dude, why do you stink like onion? <laughs> Like, because I have an ear infection. <laughs> so where do you draw the line? So, like
2: is CBD a drug? Like is weed no, a drug? No, so I have um
1: earth? yeah, so I think it's I've my dad has smoked weed since the day I was born. So, but I so I thought it was normal, like growing up, because you know, whatever you're raised around, you just think that everyone's parents do that. So, like back in the day, of course, the weed's not legal. So I remember going to my friend's house and their parents would be like smoking, and I'd be like my dad's cigarettes smell different than yours. And they'd be like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, they just smell different and he makes his own. So then they're like, well, you're not hanging out with her anymore. (laughs) And then dare came. So sixth grade, I put a thing in the dare box. And of course the teacher figures out it's me. So CPS shows up at my house. Because wow. my dad's like smoking weed. So that's when I figured out, oh shit, weed's illegal and society makes us feel like it's so awful and that you shouldn't be doing it. So I had to, of course, go back and be like, No, I made it up. My dad doesn't smoke weed because they were literally gonna take
0: And boy me and have my times have changed. Away.
1: But so I'm like, if I ever like get high, I'm gonna get high with my dad. And it was like the same thing. And drugs were always my parents did drugs growing up. Um uh, so yeah, I, I saw a lot. I think growing up and it maybe scared me. so, but my both both my brothers do drugs.
0: How about alcohol?
1: No, I don't drink. She's she do
0: nothing. this one's clean. She's really um, clean. Yeah. Wow, okay. I mean, I've yeah. like
1: tried, like so if someone's drinking, I'll be like, oh, let me try, but yeah, I just don't like it, and I'm always like in control and so yeah, I'm always like the designated driver. I take care of everyone.
2: Interesting. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm a big control freak. I think that's why I like mushrooms because it like forces me to let go. Right. Okay. You
0: know, how, just... how how is your turn on them though? I always say that shrooms, and this is all my friends who are listening will laugh their ass off because I like them at the beginning, but they have a turn. And I get really evil on them at the end of it. So how is your what? spin on it? Same. I, you know, it's what like. What do you
1: mean you get evil? So
0: like, because you're for such me, a nice guy. I know, and that's the <sighs> thing. So when I'm on them, I'm like in the best mood. All of a sudden, I'll look and I'm like. God damn, that's an ugly person. Or like, your clothes look like shit. And I just go off on the rails. And I become this mean person. I'm like, did I just say that? Because I'm such an upper. So my favorites are all the uppers. So for the downers that kind of mellow me out, it's just a thing where I'm like, Oh, it makes me really freaked out a little bit. So it tints me a little bit differently. That's
2: interesting. Yeah. For
0: me, I come up and like, I got a lot of energy. So okay. I have to
2: do something like hike or surf or whatever to like burn it off. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, I feel like super mellow. So wow. that's, that's interesting that like yeah. towards the end you...
1: <laughs> have you ever had a bad trip?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like the first three times I did them. Well, actually not the first time, but after that I did them in Amsterdam. I thought it'd be a good idea to like watch Pirates of the Caribbean. So I ate a bunch <laughs> of these mushrooms.
1: Wait, <laughs> the the... <laughs> The, the
2: movie. The, like okay. The, yeah, the CGI stuff. And so I I don't know. I was like, I think that's more of an acid thing. Like, yeah. For me, I want to be outside on mushrooms, but I didn't know. And so, yeah, I was in a theater and I was just, Fucking trimming my ass off, and I just <laughs> I hated it. And, I, and that's I remember the worst place to be. And somebody told me that if I took vitamin C, that it would make it wear off.
0: Mm. But I think it does the opposite. Uh, and the So I was like, well, we know what it does. Supposedly with ecstasy and MDMA, it's yeah. the same thing. It rides, it rides it a little bit longer. So. Wait, so
1: if you if you take vitamin C with it, then your I, high goes?
2: Yeah, so I I mean, you can actually cook mushrooms in lemon juice. It's Called lemon tacking, and it makes it you know hit you, I guess, faster. Or whatever. Anyway, so I was eating these fucking vitamin C mentos or I don't know what the fuck it was, but I think it made it worse. But I think the biggest thing was I wanted it to stop and I didn't have control over it. And so that like put me in this weird headspace where I'm like, I'm fucking shrooming and I can't stop it and I'm looking in the mirror and my face okay. is melting. And I was just like in the wrong Headspace and location, like for me, I don't want to be like right. in a you know I was in my hotel room then and I okay, liked the but finish the
0: movie. Yeah, did you leave the movie theater? Oh, yeah. though? Okay, that's all. Yeah. Awesome. Thank <laughs> that God. how out. did you
2: continue <laughs> so with that? So now
1: you've kind of f- found a balance.
2: Just nature, that's it. Like for me, like beach, mountains, just outside.
1: Okay, I like that. that. They
2: always say that's what so I to do
1: um so like with any drugs because my dad's done them all. So whenever I felt like experimenting like I would all, like I brought mushrooms to my dad and he was like if you and this is when I was in high school because I'm like finally I'm going to do a drug you know my friends had mushrooms I'm like well let's take them to my dad so I take them to my dad and I'm like dad we're going to eat these tonight and he looks at them and he goes I'm so glad you brought these to me. He was like, if you would have eaten these, you would have fucking died. And I'm like, what? So I go back and tell my friends, I'm like, my dad saved our life. He said, these are awful mushrooms. He wants to know where we got him. So it comes up Thanksgiving, like, you know, years later, he's like, I fucking ate those yeah. mushrooms. <laughs> I, <laughs> what, I, I thought that, what that was, that was <laughs> thought yeah, <laughs> yeah. So recently, like, so this, this past um, holiday, I'm like, okay, dad, um, I'm thinking about doing like the San Pedro or San Pedro or whatever because my dad's Cat like this, he's yeah. yeah so he's been to Peru and done the journeys and all that and he's like, well, what's your purpose and why are you doing it? And I'm like, well, I don't know, I just want to try it or maybe like some microdosing. He's like, so he's he's all for like supporting it, but he feels like like what is your purpose? What do you want to learn? So have you done anything like that?
0: Like yeah, the, I've done peyote, which is. um San Pedro. I mean, it's, okay. they're both masculine. Did I you do the, the sweat lodge version of it? You know, when they say when you when they do that whole thing and you go in there and you just do the whole sweat lodge and throw up and then you start. Have you yeah, done they that? say I, you
1: purge, right? Like, I, I, I like, did the opposite. I was that? like in a
0: house in the mountains, like nine thousand feet. At, okay,
2: at, uh, at Charleston, and okay. we had a big fire, and then we were sitting out on the deck, and it was pretty cold. Um, but yeah, it was to me. It felt like medicine. Like I threw up, and then I was right. like, I had some clarity and whatever. And I think it's one of those things where, like, if you're lost you want to figure out what you want to do it's similar to mushrooms in that you just have the answer right and not like you have the answer to like you know fucking complex division but like (laughs) for your life stuff like whatever you want to do life-wise you just kind of like you remove your ego and then you just kind of figure it out pretty quick
1: yeah that's what he was he's like what are you looking for and i'm like i don't know i feel like my life's pretty good and he's like then yeah you have no purpose like you have to figure out a purpose so when you went in it did you have a purpose or a little were you bit it?
2: i was i was doing both like yeah indians kind of like when they're at the crossroads or whatever when they want to figure out like mm-hmm. what they're supposed to do they've historically done peyote and um yeah i mean i, I don't know how much i did it tasted like fucking coffee grounds right that hadn't been <laughs> I don't know. It was was nasty. I heard. I heard that it tastes like that. Right, a brew,
1: like a drink. You drink it.
2: It was disgusting. Mm. (laughs) It was really fucking gross. It was like literally like swallowing sand, and I held (laughs) it down as long as I could, but it was uh, unpleasant. I just remember distinctly thinking, "This should not be illegal because this is not something people would abuse or do for fun at all." This, but it does (laughs) have medicinal purposes. Like for me, anyways. and yeah I just uh, like mushrooms you can do to fuck around I feel like but peyote is one of those things where it's like who the fuck wants to throw up who wants exactly. to drink it's a, it's a journey it's, yeah. it's a journey it is to and, figure your shit yeah, out and right. not to
0: like yeah. really have a bunch of fun right mushrooms he's right about that though because like you know you get like I always say like when it's the once again hiking or whatever it's the best fun because you're out in nature you need to be out in nature if you do it by the way because if you're yeah. trapped well, I mean, in I'm a nature, movie theater or, yeah. or I'm, like I'm, just, I want to be outdoors
1: yeah, well, people be outdoors. do it at a
2: festival fucking talk about anxiety attack. <laughs> oh my god i'd go crazy <laughs> having like all these strangers come right. up and talk to you i think
0: maybe that's why i get Fuck. angry on them because we did it at a few festivals but it started off fine because you're filtering and all of a sudden when you start getting to the mix of the crowd you're like that's when i think i started getting anxious and that's when it happened a few times so that's yeah. when i kind of backed off of it a little yeah. i said like, whoa these are not for me i have it worse because people okay. come up and talk okay, to me and yeah, want well. a picture
2: and i'll be looking at my face <laughs> melting in the camera like, you- stop. <laughs>
1: Do you feel like you get approached a lot?
2: It's insane. Yeah. I have no privacy at all and it doesn't go away. Like I've fucking what posted like three times in the last like year and a half. I don't even know, but it's like, yeah, it just doesn't seem to ever go away. Right. It's anywhere too. It's not just here. Like 80% of my following is outside the U S. So like when I'm in, you know, any foreign country, um, other than actually Japan, nobody knows who the fuck I am over there. Right. It's, like the one <laughs> it's so, so funny. funny. I was Safe like in the in middle Japan. of it. Uh, yeah, I'm in the middle <laughs> of the street. It, was, it felt like a Twilight Zone okay. episode for me because this is, it had been so crazy for like, at the time, like seven years. And or the whatever. Japanese know
0: oh, everybody. That's the crazy part. They didn't know me. Yeah, that's so me. I was like funny. standing
2: in the center, like Tokyo, and I'm like looking, and all these people <laughs> were just walking by me, not saying anything. And I was just like, wow, this is. Funny. He's at that four stop
0: crosswalk, you know, yes, that's a yeah. major crosswalk. He's in the middle, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're like, hey, wait, who's that? Yeah. Um, speaking of which, by the way, when that's a very good question that he asked you, um, that she asked you. Um, as a kid, how how were you then? Were you did you always feel like there was the same sort of thing with you, tension-wise, da-da-da? Or
1: I can answer that because I read his book.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just I, wa- I want to hear from him personally. Though, <laughs> yeah. that's when, what you I'm say, when you say tension-wise, what do you mean? So, by you know, that? like we all grow up and there's like so I feel like our like we are who we are, you know, and so it's that thing, like, even for like say for me, for example, like It's like, I love attention, but it's like one of those things where I could just be sitting around and someone, everyone just starts flocking and just talking to me, you know? So it's that thing where you, um, I never sought it out, but I know when it's around, it's just easy for me just to talk to people and just grab people's attention. So I want to know for you, um, you know, do you ever feel like your energy always brought that into your, into your life?
2: Um, I didn't get a lot of attention as a kid. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe like subconsciously I craved that later. Um, but then I was like, fuck. Like, once I had, like, the genie got out of the bottle, I was like, oh, fuck, you can't get him back right, in. Right, exactly. And it's like, now, Something that I thought that I'd like, because I had a perceived deficit, it's like a bit of a curse. I mean, it's cool if you want to get laid. Right. But, like, as far as just going out and doing normal stuff, it's, it's a hassle, pretty sure. brutal, yeah. yeah. And then I'm you sure kind of have is. to go out with security, you know, and it's a whole thing. Not that, like, people, like, talk shit or start fights, but, like... You no, know, like I just got a fucking million dollar watch stolen okay. off
0: my wrist. Oh, like, yeah, crazy shit. Wow. So, Wow. Yeah, I didn't feel it. I was <laughs> just like. Are you kidding me? No, dead serious. Dude, I always wonder how pickpockets. there's some good ones out there. It's unbelievable. Was I it
1: here? Where were you?
2: Um, I was at the, uh, the Canelo fight and I was oh, like walking shit. through the thing. Yeah. And I was like taking some pictures, whatever. And then just I looked down. It was fucking gone. I was like, God damn it. And like. I knew it too. Like, I knew that people could do this shit. Mm-hmm. I'd seen them, like, magicians. They'll literally be like having a conversation, like, you and me take right. the watch and like, you'll be like, what Jesus the Christ. I mean, I've seen it happen with people bumping, and that's a lot easier. Like, mm-hmm. they'll bump you and their friend will pick your pocket. But, like, people that are good, they'll literally be standing in front of you talking. I saw a guy take a girl's bra off with her shirt on. <laughs> she didn't what? even know. Yeah, I was telling you, it's crazy. <laughs> like, the sleight of hand stuff. Yeah, it's like really just like they figure out how to distract you yeah. and then do it. In such a way, or maybe they touch a pressure point where you
0: don't feel this. I don't fucking know, but it, holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm amazing. not condoning any of this, everyone, but that's fucking amazing. So, yeah. wow. I just feel
1: like if someone touches me, like I'm gonna know.
2: You would think, yeah, you would, yeah. Think. you would think. Right. But they'll take a watch that's like, like clasped on your wrist, and just you won't even. know. Or a ring, like somebody would be like, "There's no way somebody could take my wedding ring without yeah. me feeling it. It'll be gone." But they
1: fucking right. do it.
0: And they've I, only probably have only scoped you out for no more than maybe what two minutes, barely. At that point, or, I don't know. It's, it's such a
2: big venue that yeah. it's like you're such. Jesus it's Christ. such an easy target. I mean, wow. I, I should have known better. But like I said, expensive lesson. Okay.
1: Okay. So I have a I have a quick question too. Um, by the way, if you guys haven't checked out his book, I definitely recommend it. Um, I even messaged you and I'm like, wow, your book's really really amazing. But one thing that like struck me is this: why the symbol? And what does it mean to you?
2: Um, so when I, I think this was like, fuck, I want to say 2012, um, my buddy Tom Goldstein gave me, I'd always liked goats. I actually had a couple pet goats. Yeah. And he gave me this goat skull. I remember this. Yeah. So Jay Farber gave me one. And I was like, oh, we can't just have one goat to be lonely. So I got a second one. He's, he's fucking two goats in the Hollywood Hills, like cruising around, like sleeping on fucking love sacks. Um, but anyways, I, he gave me this, this gift. And it was this, goat skull this on a on a stand or whatever and it was like super badass and it looked like that. And I don't know, I I just always kind of figured that like I would want to use the fame for something or Mm -hmm. brand something. So I just felt like it'd be good to have a logo and it resonated with me. And people thought it was because you know like greatest of all time but it really wasn't that I just like goats and I was like fascinated right. by these little motherfuckers how they could be like climbing up the side right. of. A... I
1: fucking love goats yeah. I bought my dad one for his birthday yeah yeah there you go <laughs> and also like people, people, people
2: don't usually like them it's kind of like an animal it's like a little bit of an outcast <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I was like my buddy got rammed by a goat in Afghanistan and I was, like <laughs> I don't know I just they just always seem cool the funniest shit
1: so okay wait so it's not satanic or anything like that no <laughs> I had I bought um I same thing. It was like a stand with a goat head and it mm-hmm. had like succulents on it. So I was like drawn to it. I'm like, oh this is so cool. I brought it home and put it by my bed and I'm FaceTiming um with one of the guys that I was seeing at the time. He's like, Why do you have like a satanic fixture by your bed i'm like what are you talking about it's not satanic and then he googles it and sends it to me and i'm like oh my god so i (laughs) had to put it outside because i'm like no bad energy (laughs) nothing in here i'm not afraid of much in life like can't fucking scare me but i'm fucking afraid of like spirits and shit like that that i can't fucking see right so i always want to like keep my space like cleansed and clear and positive positive.
2: Yeah, I don't really, like, believe in, like, the traditional devil and, like, white-haired God mm-hmm. or whatever. It's To me, it's more, like, positive and negative energy, and I think, like, those things are kind of, like, symbolic of, like, positive and negative energy, and I think that's kind of, like, what the universe is made up right. of. And so I, I have a little bit of a different view on it, um, but, yeah, I think, like, some people that are, like, traditionally religious probably think that there's, like, a red horn devil running well. around, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, but it's funny I like though, that he said a was, white-haired yeah.
1: Jesus. No,
2: no, no a white-haired God, because oh, that's
1: always gosh, how you no. see. Him, oh. with, like the exactly. glowing,
0: you know. I yeah. saw a black Santa the other day. By the way, I was thrilled. By the way, I literally had to stop my car and I started clapping. I was like, Oh, I was even Santa? A Black Santa? A black Santa. I mean, he had a white beard though, because they always have the white beard no matter what though. But I was like, Damn, this is awesome! So I had to pull over and start clapping for the guy. Mm. So <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Um. So I want to ask you. So we're gonna like you know talk about. So we have guys. We have Dan Bazarian on the show today, and thank you for so much for being here. We're gonna get into a couple of things and uh jamie you can keep asking your questions but i want to <laughs> because i know you're gonna go off the rails somewhere but um how was your holidays good holiday good, yeah. all right right all right now house decorator or not yeah i got a big like i don't even know i think it's like 20 foot tree okay it's like, it
2: took okay. 16 of those motherfuckers to get it in and yeah it was a whole thing <laughs> but it was cool
0: yeah do you pick it out i didn't it just okay. kind of showed up one day nice. and I was, I was
2: pretty stoked nice. with it. I okay. think they have like five trees in my
0: house. That's yeah. great. Because I went into her house and I was like, I didn't you know, once again, don't judge a book by its cover people. This one is a Christmas I mean, she has like the little like like the little town and all those little chotsky thingies. <laughs> oh no, I'm saying it in the <laughs> village. Way. Yeah, the village. I mean <laughs> I just, think the, when you have kids
2: too, it's like easier to get into it. <laughs> my and it's like are for grown the kids. Though. Yeah. I was, so how, wait, how old are your kids?
1: Huh. They're in their twenties. Well, nineteen my youngest is 19. You would never yeah. think that, would you? Ever. Yeah, no shit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my friends are Wait, always confused. so you're confused. my age? Yeah, we're like the same age. That's why I was saying a lot of the stuff that I okay. read in your book, I can completely like relate to. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right, people, yeah. you've seen it. We've just shocked Dan on the show. so This is good. It's good. Yeah, I thought she had some little like three. I, no, when you said around. the when you they... said the kid thing, I started giggling, going, "I go, her kids are old enough to not do what she's doing, but yep. it's still yeah. freaking great They're that like, you do it, though." Why
1: are you still decorating yeah. when your kids don't even live here? And I'm like, dude, it's fucking Christmas. She had totally. Home. De- it
0: looked amazing, though. It did so. look great. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I got- went one in
1: college in Utah." Mm-hmm. And and, um, so all her gifts are still under the tree and they're like, are those fake presents? I'm like, no, my kid hasn't fucking come home from school yet. <laughs> so yeah. Christmas is waiting. Right. But she did yeah. it, did
0: it up though. So
1: I love Christmas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's another comment. I'm not a fan of any, um, like a society based holidays. No. Cause I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on people. Um, and I don't like getting gifts cause it makes me feel uncomfortable um but yeah we talked about that a little bit yesterday you missed that that, yeah. that combo like valentines day it's fucking weird like buy me a gift randomly not yeah. because you feel like you need to because it's a day
2: yeah i'm i'm with you on that and i don't really like to celebrate birthdays and all that I'm stuff the same and way yeah i feel like it's much better to just give because you want to give yeah. and not out of obligation Thank so you. i definitely resonate with that point yeah. for sure cuz like yeah, when these holidays come up, it's almost like it's expected to mm-hmm. do this, and then you got to buy this because this person's buying you this, and it's almost
0: like. Or I then mean,
1: someone gets you something you didn't get them anything, yep. and then I fucking feel bad, and I'm like, fuck, I just right. wish this day would be Or they over. one
0: up you with their gifts. You're just like, dude, you know. Like my yeah. birthday,
1: I won't mm-hmm. even go on social media because you repost one, and then they're like, "Well, I tagged you. Why didn't you repost me?" And I'm just like, "Fuck this." This just is like the first up. year I
2: did that. I actually like reposted people's things. Um, I guess cause I just hadn't posted in a while and like, anytime. but then
1: it keeps going for days. I know. And oh, the, yeah,
2: yeah, it's like, where do you cut it off? So then you just <laughs> have to like, stop even looking at the stories
1: and just,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. I think I posted, yeah, fuck like 40, 40 reposts or That's something. That's really yeah. hilarious. That's great. Okay. I have a fun question for you now. This is something we've been asking. It's a new, I think it's going to be a new thing. Um, a piece of ice getting out of the, uh, the uh, freezer, it falls oh on the ground. God. Do you kick it or do you pick it up? Oh, uh, I'd pick it up. Yeah. All right. So explain why. So this seat, this is one of her squirrel moments. He goes, okay, so Chris, if you and I go.
1: We're in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. This just popped in my head randomly. And he's like, I was like, wait, really quick question. He was like, what? And I'm like, you're getting like a cup of water mm-hmm. and you're putting ice in your cup and an ice cube falls on the floor. Like, do you kick it under the fridge or do you pick it up?
0: I pick it up. But now I figured out if I I'm at someone depends. else's house. So I,
1: thought or was, like,
2: I thought there was, like, some hidden meaning. Like, if no, you're no, the no, guy no, that no, picks no, it up, no, it means no, this. It I thought so you were so going so I was going to ask you.
0: So if it does, that means, so are you somewhat – I'm trying to make sure, – I'm trying to see if this is actually a real thing. Like, are you a little bit of a neat freak then, a little bit? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I guess – yeah,
0: I mean. See, and I this is what I want to I feel like you know, are. By looking like, yeah. at you, I yeah. would
1: say that you're very put together. Yeah. Um, Like you don't want, like shit's not rolling around in your car when you turn the corner.
2: Right. Yeah, No. but uh, that's kind of a function of staff too, though. You know, okay. like I got three assistants and maids and all this shit, so I don't really, I don't do it, but it is like, you come to my house and everything's obviously okay. like, sorted right it's not because i was like i haven't made my bed since like <laughs> 1999
1: <laughs> or maybe like
0: a three i don't know military is probably the last but time. you're picking up your ice, dan so that still sells, tells you about something because yeah. i you know, mean yeah. you're not
1: going to ring a bell and say hey no. dropped a cube and kick it I'm away get it.
2: no but i could see an argument for kicking it too because right, okay. It's water It's going is like that's I what know. i
1: say i'm like <laughs> no. most most of the time i'll pick it up but then i'm like let's a big deal. It's not going to do anything or be anywhere. So I'll be like, eh.
0: <laughs> Someone is, was as bold to go, but then it would go into the fridge and get moldy Mold, and blah, blah, blah. And and go, like, Oh, you oh, really God. are like a neat uncontrolled freak. So I'm but. trying to see if it holds true to form. Jamie, do you ever have one of those days when you're feeling stressed, anxious, or just a little off, whether it's created by finances or just the work day or just quite frankly, anything in your relationship?
1: Yeah. Sometimes we have symptoms and we don't even realize, like, for example, I can't sleep. Right. Overeating. I mean,
0: well, I mean, I get moody when I get in those moods. I get really moody and I know that I just don't want to talk to anybody or do anything, but I know that I need to talk to someone. So there's this site called betterhelp.com and at betterhelp.com, it's a customized online therapy that offers videos, phones, and even live chat that you can speak with someone. Or if you don't want to have them on video, you can just turn the video off at the same time. But for all of our listeners now, we'll give you a, it's an affordable in-person therapy.
1: I think that's so amazing. So, literally, you just call in yeah. and set your appointment.
0: Right. And for all of our listeners out there, we'll give you 10% off for the first month if you sign up right now. And all you have to do is go to betterhelp.com slash dateintel. That's once again B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash dateintel. D A T E I N T E L. I love it. A little bit. Yeah, I don't know. You're going to think I about that. My instinct would just be to grab it Pick and it toss up. it. And then I realize if that's, if I'm at someone's house, I might just kick it, you know, because it's not my home. So I might just kick it. Under, I might. <laughs> I might just I feel do like that. Like, I feel like psychologically you, know? you could probably analyze this yeah, out. Yeah, that's what like, I'm saying, though. Yeah. So I feel like if I'm at someone else's house, I might just kick it under the table. Cause, <laughs> You're
1: such a dick. No, so I'm, if I fucking flip on my floor, I'm going to know you fucking kicked the cube. <laughs>
0: it might you don't know so don't stab me bitch <laughs> <laughs> is that a fucking switchblade? <laughs> <play? laughs> <laughs> so. oh my god I feel like it's just like it's like we spin that fucking thing you know oh my god we're the cards We ha- we should have pulled the cards oh
1: yeah cause... do you want to play some strip poker with us <laughs>
2: Um, shit, I am i don't really have a lot of chips. I got, I got
0: shorts and a t-shirt. Jamie goes, I'm going to wear extra lingerie if we do strip poker with Dan. I go, let's I go, test Yeah, them. we
1: came in yesterday. I go, Travis, I go, do you have any cards in here? And he's like, what kind of cards? I'm like, playing cards. He's like, what for? I'm like, Dan's coming in. So I'm going to challenge him to some strip poker. And he's like, actually, I do have cards. <laughs> so, so I'm like, funny. I wore five bras. <laughs> he's like, did you really? I'm like, no, I just have one. Back. So funny. Maybe we'll, we'll do that another time. <laughs> um, okay, is there any age that's off limits for you? Like, like for
2: sex or dating or what?
1: Just in general. Like uh like someone comes up to you and you're like, "Oh, she's she's not bad, but then you find out she's like 55." Are you like, "Fuck no."
2: Yeah, 55 would definitely be a fuck no. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I mean, I was actually talking to my friend about this the other day, um cuz my ex was just too young and that's why I ended up breaking up with her. Um, after like How a year. How old and was now. she? She's 19. Okay. So, yeah, that would be fucking T. It's like yeah. my yeah. daughter's
1: age.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, she just had to throw that in there. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, she's not the first. I've heard this. You know, my buddy Bill's like, fucking
2: girls, like two years older than my daughter. It's like, okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's funny because, like, I've dated girls that age for the last, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, 20 fucking years. And so, but now it's getting to the point where I just, can't mentally connect with them on any and it's like for sex it's fine it's whatever but like when you're hanging out with them for an extended duration um i think it hit me well i know when it hit me i was like in necker island and i was talking to jewel and she just was so intelligent and she had done so much it really like opened my eyes i was like fuck like i gotta i gotta break up my girlfriend right you know there's just more like of a mental connection out there um and I hadn't had it for – because I was always hanging out with models, and mm-hmm. models are usually young by definition. So um, I don't know. It was just a very eye-opening moment. I mean, the girl had made $350 million in her career. She had done all this stuff, and she was like – we'd have conversations. I felt like I was speaking more intelligently because I felt like she would get it. And right. I felt like a lot of times before when I would date girls, I would smoke weed, and I would dumb myself down, and it was whatever. And I'd be high all the time. And I didn't really think twice about it. But then when I was around her, um, I don't know, I just, I, I communicated better. So it was an interesting moment. So Maybe
1: think- she had things like to offer so you felt like you were growing so she could maybe push you.
2: Well, I mean, there was that too. Like, I learned things from her. Um, I think like the the conversation just went to a higher level right. because she
0: could understand, and I don't know. You're Just yeah. saying that's uh, just the, the the age difference just made it, you know the gaps a huge difference sometimes. Obviously, because you know you're just more on a level with someone. Well, a big, yeah. a
2: big thing is experience, mm. right? That's true too. You know, like yeah. the girl experience, was dating, yeah. like literally hadn't seen yeah. any fucking movies. Right, she didn't know a lot of the things. <laughs> you know, you would make references, and it would just like land on Parts deaf ears. Of Caribbean. She's like, what? What is that? Is
0: that a Disney ride? What? Dad? Oh my god, that's yeah. so true. Because no. the,
1: there's that huge. Um, age gap
2: yeah yeah or like you know shit that i would show her a movie from like 2000 she'd be like oh my god this is so old and i'm just like thinking like fuck like (laughs) 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 i don't know Uh, ruining the moment on that one ruin the moment
1: okay so 55 is a no-go
2: yeah 55 would definitely be a no-go i mean like i said i literally had this conversation with my friend the other day i think like the optimal age range would probably be from like Twenty-seven to like thirty-two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's tough because girls mature faster than guys. Yeah. So I think a younger girl usually is going to be more mature Still than a guy of, of her same age. Yeah, I agree. Um, and but then also I feel like they drop off faster than guys. Guys yeah. have like a longer run rate. We don't get there as fast. Mm-hmm. Like we're not on private jets at fucking twenty-five. Mm-hmm. At least I wasn't. You know, and so, but these girls are like 21, they've like traveled the world, they've been on yachts, they've done all this shit that I hadn't done. Like, I was in the military yeah, that's at that true. age. Yeah. You know, so they they get it faster, but then it drops off quicker, like, especially if they don't take care of themselves. I mean, if they do, then cool. But like, a lot of these models, they party and whatever, and they've always been hot, so they take they for a shelf grand. life. It's, and it's short. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's surprisingly short, unfortunately, short for them. Um, and nobody wants to be on like the decline either. That's kind of like, that's the fucking worst of it, too. So, yeah, I don't envy them. I mean, right. it's it's good to get it young. But then at the same time, like, they also set that bar up here. And then it's like a lot of things. I mean, I talk about it in the book. Like, when you're, like, climbing the mountain, it's much more satisfying than, like, even being on top of the yep. mountain. Even though the top is higher, you know, you're, like, making forward progress when
0: you're going up. And so, yeah, I guess, like... As Nothing else to look forward to up there, you know? It's just, like, you've done it. It's like, okay, now i got to find something higher.
2: Yeah, and like, and like I said, when you set that bar really high, then a lot of other things that, like otherwise would have made you happy are kind of letdowns. Right. You know, because you're used to like mm. this yeah. Than anything below like, I mean, for instance, I give this I gave this example I think on Rogan where like if my dad were to give me um a Mustang Cobra when I was sixteen, that would have been like put me at a ten. That was like my dream car. But if he would have given me a Ferrari, like I would have also been at a ten. Yeah. You know, but then you flash forward, you know, five, six years, I graduate college and he gives me a BMW M6. Like if I had the the Mustang, I'd be back at a ten. But if I had the Ferrari first, then I'd be like kind of like yeah, lower. And it's that's the same car. True. I'm the same person. And the same like nothing's. The only difference is my perspective because I got something previous. Right. So it's like you, you see this, you know. And it's like why you don't spoil your kids because you put that fucking bar
0: up I there and just then they can to just say that. Only yeah, go because down. they when, with kids especially. You said it exactly. It's like mm-hmm. if you start too early, then they're like. What else can they expect at that point? Everything else is pretty much a letdown, you know? So I get that. And I think Um, that's with hot girls,
2: right? Like they live this crazy lifestyle and like all these people are giving them attention and, you know, treating them. I mean, really, I think being a celebrity and being a hot girl is very similar in the Mm -hmm. way that like you have forced interactions, like people come up to you when you don't want them to come up to you. And you, you know, anytime you go to like a, you know, large venue or whatever, you just know that it's going to happen. Like guys are going to hit on a hot girl. People are going to come up to somebody, you know, right. well-known, whatever. Right. And so it's a similar thing. And and there's some good, like doors open, opportunities present themselves, whatever. Um, but like I said, when that happens early and you get super jaded as a girl and then it doesn't happen, it's probably like, it's, it's a really pretty true. shitty spot, I would think. So you
0: just said something. This is a uh, question I have for you then on um, off of that note. When you walk into some, we did an episode on this um, as well, um, walk into somewhere Deep breath, like almost like you're saying, okay, here we go, Dan, we're going in. Or is it just like, bam, just in, you know? Because you know what you're going to expect when you walk into somewhere. Do you kind of have to prepare yourself? It totally depends. Like it's like, you know, if I'm going out to a club, like I obviously know, Yeah, but like I'm usually fucked up on
2: something. I'm not like going around sober. It just because right. like, I don't like to be around drunk people when I'm sober. There's right. just yeah. nothing more annoying. It's so annoying. Right? Like, yeah. And they don't mm-hmm. even realize it too. They're like drinking to get confident or drinking because they don't yeah. feel like comfortable, whatever the issue is, <laughs> but they always fucking overdo it. Right? And I saw this in college because I would like go up to girls and I would do it stone sober. And so when I was out drinking, I didn't feel the need to get fucked up to go talk to girls, but I would see guys do this and they would start drinking and their confidence would increase and they would think like, okay, you know, okay, more beers equals more confidence. Well, so there's like a drop off point, it. just like, you know, I talk about in the book. When I took, you know, X amount of girls on vacation, when it was like, you know, increased exponentially, I thought it would be better because more had
0: always been better. But like alcohol, if you right. drink too much. That was funny, by the way. That whole thing with that in the book was pretty funny about you. So but I like, think that your
1: um, philosophy is kind of brilliant because mm-hmm. I feel like girls are competitive by nature. So if a guy brings to like hang out, you know, four girls, five girls, chances are like he's going to get laid yeah. because like I know what I've been in like group scenarios and like so I see a guy and I'm like, he's not even that hot. But as soon as he has like a few hot girls, then they're like, Oh, people start paying attention.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's, it also is like, I mean, it's, it's so many things. And when a guy's coming up to you, you're automatically thinking about reasons why, you know, he's not good enough. Cause he's hitting on you like every other guy. And it's like, kind of like this force interactions. Um, and so I think one of the things that I did is just flip the script and made girls come to me. And because they were coming to me, I was like, okay, like, you know, Push away, push away. Like, okay, like I'll have sex with you. And then it, like, that's so much different than the guy, like, rabidly right. chasing the fucking right. girl, like yeah. chicken hawking the girls at the bar. Like, you know, there's like predatory, like, I'm going to fuck, you know, as many girls tonight <laughs> as I can. And like, they get all coked up and just like aggressively hit on girls. Especially like,
0: after 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Like, to me, it's not
2: comfortable for like either person. And uh, I don't know. I just. I, but isn't it a fun train wreck I to do, watch though? When I, you see it from when the I outside read this, sometime? I have
1: to say, it, I agree. Like, a million times. Like if a guy invites me out on a date, like Mm -hmm. which we've talked about in dinner, I'm automatically uncomfortable and I don't want to go. But if someone invites me to like come hang out, like, Hey, we're going here and there's a group of people, then all of a sudden it sounds fun. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in. It's also
2: like a forced interaction, you know? And like when you're at a table with a fucking girl that you don't know, it's almost like there's that obligation to keep a conversation going there's like, you it's know, just
1: work.
0: Yeah. It's just, right. it's nonsense. I never wanted it's to do the traditional sad. dating. Yeah. yeah. I don't like, yeah, it. we were discussing that yesterday too. <laughs> we're discussing it with Travis actually on yeah. air saying that's like, just so I'm like dating. a quick
1: in and out. Mm-hmm. like, yeah, we'll grab a coffee, but I always set a time limit. I'm like, just so you know, I have to be out by this time. So always set all- the
2: time it's, constraints. Yeah. And I, I would do that with like flying girls in with all this stuff because you can always extend, but like yes. kicking a girl out sucks. It's like hard.
1: ending Thank a date prematurely. See, people yes. thought
0: I was weird because I tell them back in like in the day, I mean, I'm in a relationship now, but back in the day, I used to have three dates in one night because I go, I, you know, to always be at a bar setting and be like, look, if this girl's not, she's bothering me and she's not the one I'm going to go to the next one. If not, but if she lasts, I'll stay with, that one, so I always had a time limit on that thing, and it worked out really well. So, you know, I just maximize my time pretty so much.
1: So, I'm too old for you. Is that what you're saying?
0: <laughs> I don't know how old you are. I just know <laughs> you have 20 year old kids, it's just shocking.
1: He <laughs> said he's I'm I'm still 40. processing he's in the that. range. It's
2: in there, yeah. You're in the range, yeah. I feel like. No, yeah.
1: he said I'm not in the range. Oh, you just yeah. I gave you
2: the optimal. So, like, oh. I, you know, if I were to date a girl, that would be the optimal range. I, like younger has benefits, older has benefits. It's just like, what outweighs the other, you Mm -hmm. know, like for, it just depends on kind of like where I'm at mentally. Like, am I more interested in a mental connection, which is kind of more where I'm at now than am I just interested in sex and a lot of sex? And you know, if that's the case, then I don't know. It's just, I
0: I go in cycles. So it just depends on, you know.
1: It's a vibe.
0: So what's what's in the, uh, what's going on with you for the present future right now? It's like in the present, what's, what do you have going on for yourself? Um, I mean I've just been working on the company a lot. Okay. Like okay. vape sales are crushing it. Yeah. And so
2: just really been focusing on that. I've been doing, you know, a decent amount of podcast for the book and right. kind of like getting out there. Also just doing new things too. Like I went to Napa. Okay. You know? Okay. And I was like, I don't I'm not really like a wine drinker and um
0: So when you go now, I mean, when you're there, if you're not much wine have you think you're trying to experience that a little bit more then? Just trying to do different
2: shit. Yeah. Like things that are out of my comfort zone. Like I went down to Necker for the Necker Cup and you know, and that's not normally something I would do, and I try to just like, What's okay that? yeah did you did you play in it? It was a
0: charity tennis tournament,
2: yeah no, I, so I did one not of my no.
0: best one of my um co- oh, so I'm you're a tennis pro, tennis so pro. one of my colleagues, she's actually the pro for Richard Branson that okay. she's the head pro there. I don't know if she was there for that, but um but I've been trying to get her to um get there and play with her a few times, but um, I heard it's pretty play amazing with
1: her? though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, it's a great tournament, though. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. And you just went to the last one, by uh, the way. I went to the one before last. Okay, so I didn't go to the one that was
2: like what two months ago okay. or something. Do you think you'd probably go
0: to Planet maybe once? No, no, okay. not that good. All not right. sure. <laughs> no, embarrass myself. <laughs> That's a new experience, Dan. You know, we're going to try new experiences here. So, Dan, yeah. do
1: you see little Dan's in your future?
0: Oh, it's possible. My brother's got three kids, so, I
2: mean, and they're, like, super well-behaved, like, cool kids, mm. so.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. I think, like, being around kids kind of, like, sometimes it makes you definitely not want to have them, and then sometimes mm. it makes you want to have them. just depends yeah. on the kids. Right. Um, but I think it's different when it's your kid. Like, when it's your kid and they're crying or they're shitting themselves or whatever, it's, like, not a big <laughs> deal because you're your kid. But, like, somebody else's kid, like, uh, it's just different. and yeah. I, And I know that, and I've heard that from enough people that, like, you know, having kids change their life, like my brother, whatever, best has had. So I don't know, it's one of those things where I think I think later on I'd probably regret it if I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not mm-hmm. really like in a rush to do it, right? You got now. lots of time. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of time still. So
0: I tons agree. of time. Yeah.
1: So and another thing I wanted to say, we have a mutual friend, um, BJ Baldwin. So he told me that um, when he had his incident, you were the first person he called. So I was like, hmm. So if someone breaks into my house, can you be the first person I call?
0: Um, I don't know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Just look for the Christmas trees and lights all, over the, all over the yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that was a crazy thing. Yeah, I, I actually, I think I called him randomly. I think I randomly FaceTimed him at like 2.30 in the morning That's or something. Right. And I was like, I was cooking, I was cooking soup or something. And he's just like, like, what's up, motherfucker? And he's like, why are you calling me? I'm like. That's
1: right. That's right. I'm
2: like, I don't know. Fucking <laughs> bored. What the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I don't need to be fucking up. You don't ever sleep. <laughs> that's so funny. And uh, and he's like, but that's the only reason you're calling me? I'm like, yeah, dude. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> What'd you like, do? Uh, i don't know you know it's like got a little squirrely and i'm like motherfucker, spit it out like come on we've been through some shit like don't even start with this nonsense <laughs> and um he's like ah, oh, you know i got into a gunfight i'm like like a like a gunfight gunfight and he's like yeah i'm like you call your lawyer yet <laughs> he's like it literally <laughs> just happened i was like you better call fucking Chesnoff and hit me back and um yes yeah, so i went down to his house and it was uh it's crazy like I was driving by the in and out where he shot those dudes or whatever and I was like, Yeah, there's a bunch of cop cars I was like, Oh fuck, this dude is not fucking around. And then he had like a bullet hole in his car, it was a whole fucking thing. It was Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, wow. crazy stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Jesus Christ. That's a crazy one. Are
1: you, are you still shooting now?
2: I do once in a while. I haven't shot too much lately. Um, it seems like such a pain in the ass these days. Like They they shut off like the Sloan exit, I think. like We used to shoot there all the time. Yeah. And now they're like telling people they can't shoot there. Um,
1: I just go around the mountain and set up my steel. Yeah. Go to town. Do they, are the cops coming out there now?
2: I don't know. Last time I went <laughs> shooting, I got fucking arrested. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I don't know.
1: Well, we brought you some ammo. Yeah,
2: I'll okay. got a good gift for it's, you. I'll use it. i got yeah. more guns than probably anybody I know.
1: <laughs> ah, what's your favorite?
2: Probably this M60E6 um, that I got. It's pretty badass, fun to shoot. Um,
0: that or maybe a Scar Heavy. I like those okay. a lot.
1: Yeah. I right
0: like on. that. All right. Well, I know he's on some time here, but Dan, we're going to r- wrap this up for you. But guys, once again, Dan Bilzerian, uh, check out his book, The Setup. It's a good read and it's, it's it's fun. It's, it's he's just off the cuff and he just goes for it in the book. So um, if you give it a chance, I think you're going to really enjoy it. And Dan, is there anything else you want to say before you head out today? Anything on social media you want to talk about?
2: Um, no, not too much. Okay. I was just like, I was stoked that you liked the book. Like yeah, I was yeah. really like happy about that. I always like it when like women like it. Cause it was really written more for a male audience mm-hmm. than what I have. Um, but I've actually had like really good response with women. And I think the reason is cause I'm just honest. And I think for women, they don't get that a lot cause guys bullshit yeah. so much. And I just don't like, I, and, and it saves I mean, it's, it's more painful. It's like ripping a band date. It's like more painful in the beginning, but in the long run, you don't have to remember your lies. You don't have to mm-hmm. fucking like worry about it. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get caught up. Like, and also, you know, I've talked about this before, like when you're honest and it's a spot where they know that like, it's not comfortable to be honest, yeah. it builds trust faster than probably anything else. I agree. So I, 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 you know, I take that approach in life and I took that with the book and um, I think it turned out better because of that. And I also didn't like shy away from like embarrassing stuff and Mm -hmm. I didn't really want it to be like a beat my chest fucking, you know, (laughs) brag piece. Which
1: I feel like I related to. And I said that too, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people in my DMS, they're like, anyone can write a book and make shit up. And I'm like, no, he talks about masturbating and getting caught. Right. So yeah. no one's going to make that up. But that. I also
0: feel those
2: people saying that so still like, haven't read the book though. Well, the funny you know? thing is like, I yeah, exactly. All yeah. the people talk mm-hmm. shit haven't read. But like, yeah. yeah, like I hadn't told anybody that until I wrote the book. And like, I had to actually like the girl that I asked for the vignette in there who talked about like, cause she's the one that saved me. She <laughs> yeah. didn't want to write it. She like wrote me this vignette <laughs> about like how badass I am and this and that. I'm like, no, like yeah. just be honest. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but like you are bad at because she's like know me the whole time. Okay, so, like, she's like, she's, like, you know, you get all the chicks and all this stuff. And no, this is about when I was younger because he I talks about being like cool. a nerd. Right, like, no, no one fucking that. liked him. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I'm not that this, no one so. liked
1: you, but it just. I got
2: yeah, I got bullied. I got all this stuff, yeah. you know. Right. And so at, at that time, like I didn't really have a lot of friends. I wasn't cool. I was like transferring all these schools. I'd done seven schools in five years. Um, and so yeah, it was uh, it was definitely like. One of the shit that was actually like one of the most traumatic things I think like getting caught jacking off videotaped and then they're gonna beat your ass in yeah. front of the school oh, and then they said it, blackmailed and no. send it to your parents and like <laughs> oh, all this shit. it's like the worst <laughs> like when I got thrown in jail for having a machine gun and I was like maybe going to like jail for years right. and I got like l- lost my senior year of high school which I was actually stoked to do that was not as shitty as like totally that one, you know it. so it's yeah. like.
0: too many feelings in that whole situation right there. So,
1: um, I'm actually friends with, um, Jessica too. So we would hang out when my kids were little and she had, um, my kids are actually older than Kai. But, um, so yeah, you talk a little bit about her in here too. Is there anything that you wrote in here that you wish you wouldn't have or that you were like, fuck, I wish I wouldn't have shared that.
2: Not really. The people ask me that a lot. They're mm-hmm. like, you're not embarrassed about this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, right, right. Part of the fucking now. story, you know, yeah. just like, I mean, I am proud of like some of the other stuff I've done. I'm embarrassed about this, but that's like how life is, right? right. Like, you don't get to just be fucking proud of everything that you've done. Right. And you can't just pick and choose what happens to you either. Yeah, right? exactly. So, like, you're going to write you know? your book. You, you got to write fucking the fucking story. Like it happened, you, happened. I've
1: read a lot of books and I'll say after I read yours, it was such an easy, fun read with like the photos and that the chapters are so short that you almost inspire. Well, you you did inspire me i'm like i'm gonna write my fucking book so yeah. which you talk about it too it was like it took him over a year mm-hmm. and it was like a, a process it was almost for two you. years and it like but
2: literally put me in hell it's like wow. it's definitely something that like i you, feel
1: like it's almost therapeutic in a way
2: it is you know it absolutely is and you'll grow as a person and you'll understand yourself better and there will be a lot of positives But you're gonna go to some dark places, and it's gonna suck, and you're gonna feel like you're never gonna be fucking done with the edit, and you're gonna tell people, like I did at the fucking 27th and 30th edit, that like I'm done, and people will start to be like, yeah, okay, you know, and then you (laughs) won't be fucking done, and you'll feel like it's never Mm. gonna be done, and you're gonna feel like it's never gonna be good enough, and you know, it's it's tough. Like it's it's you're gonna you're gonna have a hard time sleeping. You're gonna be like thinking about the fucking book while you're sleeping. It's just. It's rough, and then you. It also fucked up my like ability to work out as much too, because I felt like every hour or two that I would spend working out was like it would literally diminish my mental capacity to be super creative and wow. write well. So, right. yeah, I got in probably the worst shape when I was writing the book. Um, it's a process. So it's rough. Yeah, wow. it, it, it's rough, and it's wow. something that like there's a reason why no fucking celebrities ever write their own book. Like ever, ever, ever. Like every person has a fucking ghostwriter. Right. Like I, I thought David Goggins like. Had written his whole thing, but like you know, there was a ghostwriter. There's like always a ghostwriter well, involved. The, they
0: need to, you know, help you to curb it and to keep it on track too. You know, so yeah. And you said something which brings you to this question: um, um, when you were asked or when you decide to do this, was it right away? Sure, or was like, eh, you know, how no, long? He did... d-
1: I think he decided. Yeah,
2: I, I I wrote it, or well, I had a ghostwriter write it in 2016. Right. Okay.
0: And it just, you know, wasn't my voice. Okay. And so... See, I read... That's what I read about something That's what I was wondering. But I want to know from your end, it was like, you know, the go ahead of like... Because, you know, we all are kind of like, oh, let's see. Oh, well. Goggins was the one that inspired me. Okay. That's, you know, oh, that's he, what he, I want to know. He
2: wrote his book. He crushed it. He, mm-hmm. you know, touched a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It was really good for him. He made a lot of money. And that was kind of like his rise. I've been okay. following him since like 2007. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, wow. I met him at a fucking Ferrari dealership and we were both window shopping <laughs> and like the win in 2007 and I came up to him and I was like, hey, man, like huge fan of you. Nobody probably knew who the fuck this guy was. There's like a few <laughs> YouTube videos about him like running and he had I was like super into fitness and he had run 250 miles. It's like wow. further than yeah. a Jesus goddamn Christ. suburban I see him could running go.
1: by my house.
2: Yeah, he like I remember he ran further than a suburban could go on a full tank of gas. And I was like, <laughs> OK, this dude's like, you know, he's do you think the Japanese would know him in the street? No,
0: no, no. I don't know.
2: think so, yeah. He'd probably get attention, like a blonde or black <laughs> right. guy, either one, like in Japan. It's like, That's what is this? That's always
0: the case, right? It's <laughs> always a blonde, no, blonde or black guy. blonde chicks crush the modeling, and then <laughs> the, the, the black guy's me, like, I'm... who
2: is Because my best friend's black, and he's like, we're in Japan together. Yeah. And yeah, he got more attention than I did. That's the thing. So it's
1: something that you're proud of?
2: It is. It is, because it took yeah. me a lot of fucking work, and it's honest, and it's, you know, um, I think it's an answer to a lot of, like, what my fans... A lot of them look at me as this superhuman guy or this like action figure or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it is. I mean, I know because of how they come up to me and like, oh my God. And I'm just like, listen, dude, I'm a human being. Here's what I fucking did. It's right. a good, yeah, the bad. Like, if you want to know? And there was just so much curiosity about me. I didn't put out a lot of information. I didn't, I never had a YouTube channel. I was just like, didn't really do a lot of interviews. Um, I was just more interested in living my life um, than I was kind of like document. I said no to all the, all the, TV shows and, and and whatever. And so it was just a point when COVID hit, I just felt like it was time to tell the story. Like there was enough people that wanted to know. And I felt like I was so misunderstood Yeah, um, that I just kind of wanted to just, you know, let people know how, where
0: I started where I ended up and how I got there. Well, that's why I'm glad you're here today. And thank you for being here because I just, like I said, I wanted the audience to know, like, you know, I just want to just get Dan, you know, like, we'll ask a couple of questions about, but I just want to get Dan. And the mushroom start of this was the best start of this whole thing and, and just go from there. So, um, you know, but we're great to have you. And any last questions from you want to ask?
1: I mean, I could go on for a long time, I like but I want to be respectable. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you <laughs> can write a book, but just, just
0: make sure you start with Christmas first and then what? Christmas book first and go from there.
1: Oh, no, no Christmas yeah. books.
0: She could actually write but, a pretty good book. She's got um, pretty good stuff going
1: yeah, on. Yeah, I just want to thank you for your time and, and hanging mm-hmm. out with us, and, yeah. and we really appreciate it. We know you're busy. So. Yeah,
2: no worries. Thank you for reading yeah. the book I, uh, and give me the feedback. Like I said. I always like it from the females because or or anybody that's not in my like target demo. Mm-hmm. Like I had this like super liberal woman that was she was like running a hedge fund or something and she was attractive and she's a little bit older and she loved the book and I was like okay. That's when I knew I was like okay right. it's, it's done, you know, like it's it's hitting demographics that are way outside the wheelhouse. Well and those- and
1: my my daughter is like why do you have that? And I'm and that was like a perfect opportunity for me to be like, "Oh, well do you know who that is? And what do you think? Right. And it's so funny, the perception that people have of it. It's the you. same stock So answer. I said, oh, before you listen to everyone else, I said, maybe you should pick it up and read it. And guess what? Mm. She fucking read it. She picked it up. It was in her room. And I was like, ah. And then yeah. my other daughter saw your, uh, he sent me some fucking Ignite. Okay. Uh, what the fuck do you call them? The, the vapes? The vapes, mm. yeah. And she goes, mom, why do you have these? I was like, Oh, Dan sent them. And she was like, what? And she goes, can I take a few? I'm like, are you going to smoke them? She's like, no, I'm going to sell them in Utah. Everyone loves these. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to laugh and I'm like, fine. little my little,
0: entrepreneur. little hustler." <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. So,
1: um, yeah, she goes, Aaliyah said that, that she read the book. I was like, Oh, do you want to read the book too? And she's like, yeah, I want to look at it. So I was like, all right, cool. So th- that's like a, a younger generation that, um, yeah, they yeah. they have their eyes on you too. So no,
2: I think it's I think it's good. I think it also gives people, like you said, an example of you know somebody that's very like misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I and I really think I am. And I and a part of it is obviously like my fault because I put this like ten percent highlight reel of like the craziest time of my life out there for like ten years, and it was for a purpose. Um, I you know look, I I, I think that I've probably caused a decent amount of misconceptions, like the trust fund thing. Like everybody thinks that I had this big trust fund and Mm -hmm. I didn't make money in poker, but I kind of created that because I never really like argued. In fact, I think the first time I ever even like said that I had made my money from poker was on Joe Rogan. And I was like, at the time I was like, do I want to say this? Like, (laughs) because like it had gotten me so much fucking money and so much access into these games that I was like, I was okay with it. And I didn't care if people thought that I was an idiot. In fact, the dumber they thought that I was, the more games I would get into and the more people want to gamble big money with me. So it's kinda like when you're when you're gambling, you want people to think you're the fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. Right? Because like if they're not the sucker, you're it, right? (laughs) It's the sucker. When I was
1: reading it, I wanted to message him and be like, Hey Dan, do you think we can like go into business? Like I'm gonna start playing poker.
2: (laughs) That would be you never know. You should. Here's the thing you just have to find somebody worse than you. Like you don't have to be the best. And this is a concept that these idiot motherfuckers that play online can never get through their thick skulls is that it's not about how good you are, it's about how bad your opponent is. And it's also about like how they perceive you and getting them to play terrible against you. That's the biggest part of poker. Right. That's how you make the money. And making the money was the only fucking reason I played poker. Like right. I didn't play yeah. it for an ego thing. It wasn't so I could show people bracelets or brag about like my poker prowess. No, I want to make a lot of fucking money. And I wanted to have freedom and I want to be able to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. And that was my path to get there. I saw it. I saw an opportunity. It was like at the beginning in the infancy of when poker kind of mm-hmm. like came about mm-hmm. and i was like okay this is this is my path you know kind of like i recognized crypto early on you know i made mm-hmm. a lot smart of money views. on fucking crypto yeah, i mean i've smart. been that's one of the one things i feel like i'm pretty good at is like seeing you know something that is going to be successful right. early like the first maxim magazine i ever read i was like people are going <laughs> to like this first ufc fight i ever saw people are going to like this right you know, because in questions. itself. How do
1: you know? It's
2: a skill. Does it answer questions? Like, mm-hmm. like, like UFC answers the questions that all these guys have. Like, who's the ba- you know? It's like who would win in a fight, Superman or Batman? Right? Like, well, <laughs> yeah, UFC right. was like who I ask w-
0: myself w- <laughs> that all the time. Well, as a kid, you do right. Like, so, so I'm
2: saying, like, as an adult, it's like who would win the Taekwondo guy or the Jiu-Jitsu guy or the Muay Thai guy? You know, like everybody yeah. kind of like who? How would the boxer do against the Sumo wrestler? Well, they oh, yeah. answered those fucking questions, right? So you get to find out. You Need to find out in real time, and so. I don't know. I just knew that people were going to be interested in that. And, you know, sure enough, they were. And Maxim kind of like, you know, it had stuff about girls, you Mm -hmm. know. And and I think there's a lot. I mean, guys really are fascinated by women. I mean, they really are. And they spend an inordinate amount of time trying to attract them or whatever. And so anything that... A lot of time. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, I didn't realize before I came on this podcast, but that's kind of like... What you guys specialize on, <laughs> yeah. so you know. Yeah. Wait, so right? you
1: didn't watch? You had no idea what you None. were getting into. I
2: just knew you read my book. You had a you know decent following, and that you liked my book, and that you spoke intelligently about it, and that was all I needed. Just like Michael Sartain, I knew I wasn't going to get anything out of that podcast, but he had read my book. I respected yeah. him, mm. and it, you know we had a great conversation. Did I sell a lot of books? No, but I don't give a fuck. Like it was about like having an intelligent dialogue, you know, and so. Yeah. I just, um, I don't know, my buddy Bill was like, yeah, you should take every podcast that's big. And, you know, and I'm like, no, I'd rather do smaller podcasts of people that I'm going to talk intelligently with than just some big fucking audience that we're going to have, you know, a nonsensical dialogue. I
1: feel the same way. Like I gravitate to the smaller companies because I almost want to grow with them and see them do well.
2: Yeah, well, for me, it's just like, like I said, it's if
0: they read the book, if they're going to be intelligent, we can have a good conversation. You know, right, I'm blown out right. It, So, yeah. so what do you see um, as far as like you know, with um, with your insight and foresight, um, anything in the future that you're looking at right now that you might want to share, as far as um, like. Oh, as far as like early yeah. picks, yeah, <laughs> the picks yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, look, I, I, and I'm not
2: talking, I'm talking horses, Dan. No, no, I'm sorry, I get no. you. <laughs> you know, I think crypto is going to win. Yeah, I mean, and I've known that since like like I said when I got into it in 2012, 13. Um, it just makes sense. It's one of those things where we need it, like, right? We absolutely need it. Um, banks are a pain in the ass. Um, I mean, we're printing fucking dollars. I mean, it's just.
0: It makes total sense. Okay, um, I just invested in a lot into a uh, mining company. Actually, a friend of ours, um, one of my really good friends, he he's really good at the crypto world and knows a lot of the big players. And um, he literally, um, they they opened up or starting one. We actually opened up a plant in New York, and there's a few more in that area, the upstate New York that we're actually opening up as well. And now that China's kind of folded with their stuff, there's a lot of the Chinese going to them um, with our business now, trying to uh, you know get their stuff into the mining over there as well. So, do you think that's a good route to go? Um, I
2: don't know a ton about the mining. Okay. But if, okay. like, I mean, basically, I think mining is like if you believe in the coin, you'll make more money mining than mm-hmm. you would just buying the that's coin, correct. but it's kind of a pain in the ass. So it's kind of, you're just betting on the coin, but you're just betting a little heavier. I mean, it's almost like buying the coin with leverage. Okay. Except you don't really have the exposure with the leverage. Like, if you do 5X leverage and the thing goes down 20%, you get stopped out, right? right? But like, right. if you're mining, you know, you know what your costs are, your fixed costs, as long as that's sustainable for you. You know, I don't know. I, I, I looked into mining a little bit. Okay. It's just kind of like I, I didn't want to do the work. Right. I'm not saying it's not a good idea. I just <laughs> didn't
0: want. You know. Right. And and it's also more of a long term play. Yeah, and, and that's why as well. Because like you said, it's just it's just a stable play versus like whether the you know the currency world's going up or down. This yeah. just continues to ride. You know, just got to ride gotta it pick out. the right horse. Mm-hmm. You okay. Know? Yeah. Like I like Ethereum a lot just because it's got a good function and they're
2: using it. Um, they're using it a lot. They need to figure out their gas prices, but. Um, <laughs> i i believe in that one I've been a long term believer in that Bitcoin I'm a little bit like i mean that was kind of like my first bet, and mm-hmm. I went all in on that um once again, they got to figure out their gas price like if Bitcoin isn't a functional currency, I don't necessarily believe in the idea that it's going to be a store of wealth um right. it could i you know like a lot of these things, you know it's like ponzi schemish um mm-hmm. with like you know the new shit coins or whatever, but at the end of the day, if everybody keeps fucking piling in and supply outweighs demand then the goddamn price is gonna go up. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. rocket science, yeah. right? So, um, you know, can something win if the fundamentals aren't there? Yeah, if people keep buying it. Like, I mean, you know, fucking Elon single handedly made Dogecoin a <laughs> success, right? So I mean, like, a lot of this is hype, a lot of this is, you know, people just following the fucking herd, right. which is And there's gonna continue
0: do. to be more of those in there as well as mm-hmm. time goes on, too. So I,
1: I have my money on Ethereum.
0: Yeah, I'm with him and you on that for mm-hmm. sure. Ethereum. You bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. All right, guys. Well, we're going to stop this one, man. We could keep you here all day. So let's just all go to lunch and continue the conversation, I guess, right?
1: Yeah. Do we have a question for him?
0: (laughs) Oh, I do. Yes. So Dan, we always ask a question at the end, and you're going to be the first one to answer this thing because that's what we do. We put our guests in the hot seat and just have them answer it. (laughs) Um, And as usual, I'm going to search for it. All right. So here's our question. Hey, Christopher and Jamie, love the show and see you guys are crushing it on social media. So a good friend of mine turned me onto the show a few months ago, and I have literally listened to and watched every episode. Great stuff, and I'm a huge fan. So here's my question. I'm a model and have a pretty good Instagram following. I do a lot of lingerie and bikini shoots and travel a ton. When I'm not working, I consider myself a nerd who loves to read books and cook a lot at home. I'm always open to meeting new girls to form friend- friendships with, but feel most of them start judging me because of what I do and have the wrong idea of who I really am. How do I break that stereotype and just get people to like me for me? Sign, what? WTF, what the fuck? Hmm.
2: Make That's as much money as you possibly can in the shortest amount of time. OnlyFans, whatever you got to do, make the money, don't spend it, bank it, buy a business, and become a you know normal human being because right. you're not going to be modeling forever. So it's like you know make the money now, just like if you're doing bottle service, but don't be like one of these fucking bitches that makes ten grand a month and then spends fucking ten grand a month because that doesn't do anything for you long term other than set the bar high and make it so that you have to then fucking make ten grand a month, like live how you've been living, make more money, save it, bank it, buy a business, get get a positive cash flow. Like, I mean, buy a business that brings in two three $300,000 a year, and then you can live off that. Your business, you know, you can grow value in your business, or you could, you know, anytime you could sell the business, it's like, but then you have passive income, you can budget, live on that. You can be a normal, respectable member of society, and people won't judge you, and you'll have done it all on your own.
0: All right. You got that answer. What say you?
1: Um, I'm, I'm thinking she doesn't need to have like a big group of friends. I'm always like an advocate of, I'd rather have two dimes than 20 pennies. So, um, yeah, I think she needs to have maybe like a smaller group and not worry so much on. Right. Yeah. All the friends. And then like Dan said, um. Yeah, maybe like diversify a little bit. She can't have like all her eggs in one basket. So she needs to find something else. Right. Because modeling is not going to last forever.
0: (laughs) You got a shelf life, girl. I agree with uh, what both these guys have said. So just basically just, you know, keep your small group from I'm sure you already have a group of friends that you probably love and they love you just for who you are, even probably before you started your modeling and shit. So just stick with that group, do your thing. And like I said, save, put some money into something and just live your life. Don't worry about anybody else. Because if you're going to be your friends, they're going to be your friends. Fuck everybody else. That's my answer. I like it. All right. All right, Dan. all right. You can find Dan on social media. What's your handle, in, buddy? Uh, Dan Bilzerian. All right, Jamie, go ahead.
1: And we'll put it up there. I'm Jamie underscore Villamore. And make sure you guys check out Microtech. I love them. They have the best blades ever. And shout out to Arms Corps for the ammo that we are giving to Dan.
0: All right, and you can find me at Christopher at dating-intelligence.com and anything on social media with Dating Intelligence. All right, guys, is another episode. And, Dan, thank you so much for coming today, man. All Appreciate right. it. Woo! <laughs> We're out. <laughs> you oh.